glad to see the state of Delaware has is being a uh, an example of what can happen and what we do here for young people of all ages and color and religions. But most of all, what has been done so far for many, many young brown and black people that have been neglected over the years. So inspire is just what it says. It inspires us to go forward, to do more, and to become good citizens for the state of Delaware and the United States. For decades, higher education and skills training have been the pathway to a better life. But skyrocketing tuition rates make economic mobility all but unattainable for those struggling financially. Recently, lawmakers have introduced a few pieces of legislation aimed at tamping down the cost of tuition and making college more affordable. Senate Bill 12, sponsored by Senator Nicole Poor and Representative Valerie Longhurst, would expand Delaware's landmark Student Excellence Equals Degree Program, or SEED. This provides scholarship funding to recent high school graduates attending Delaware Tech and other Delaware universities. Under this new legislation, adults and others previously excluded from the program would now be included. Another piece of legislation out of the Senate, SB 95, sponsored by Senator Trey Parody and Representative Stephanie T. Bolden, would expand Delaware's INSPIRE program, which provides scholarship funding to Delaware State students meeting certain criteria. With this expansion, their full tuition costs would be covered. On this week's episode, we'll hear more about these scholarships and what they mean for Delaware's workforce and residents. We'll hear from Inspire sponsor, Representative Stephanie T. Bolden, and Delaware Tech President Mark Brainerd. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, this is Whip Count. And we will now hear from Representative Stephanie T. Bolden, who's going to talk about the Inspire program expansion, which she has sponsored. So welcome, Representative Bolden. I thought we could start this off by talking about the INSPIRE program. Could you describe what the program is and what this new Senate bill is going to do for the program? Yes, uh, the INSPIRE program was started some years ago uh, as a result of the C program, which only uh, allocated funds for those students that were at Dell Tech and to uh, be able to transfer into the University of Delaware. And you had to have your your university had to have an apprenticeship or an associate degree program. Delaware State didn't qualify for that. So under uh, Senator Bushwalder, when he was senator, worked very diligently to uh, bring the Inspire program so that Delaware State would have the advantage of helping those uh, students that were less fortunate and didn't have the funding to be able to attend. So Inspire. In this particular piece of legislation, what we're trying to do is to expand it. First, it was only for three years, and now it's going to be another additional year, which will be a four-year program. And it basically has been for first-time um, students that are the first person in their class, and not in their class, in their family to ever attend uh, a college or university. And I, I, you know, I just look back and I think about when I was a college student not so long ago. Mm-hmm. However, uh, these types of programs weren't available for us, so we we were really struggling. And my my dad raised me; it was a single parent household, and he's really struggled to put me through school. So there weren't these types of programs available when I was coming up. That's why I was so very much encouraged when uh, 
Senator Bushwilder and others were able to bring about the INSPIRE program, which helped disadvantaged kids. Uh, a lot of the students uh, were homeless that are, remember, that are in Dell State as well. So this particular legislation we're doing this time is adding an additional year on uh, to the INSPIRE program, so it'll be a four-year program. And the students must be must have a 2.75 average and they must do community service, which I feel is definitely a plus because it gives them the opportunity to give back with the funding that they receive. Uh, there is a lot of first time students that are in this particular program who are first in their families to actually attend college. And I believe there was it was 37% of the students the first year. Uh, that they started the INSPIRE program. So this, it gives the opportunity for mostly brown and black students to have this advantage of attending and getting a college uh, degree. And, and I'm just ecstatic and, and so privileged to have the opportunity to present uh, HB 30 in, in this particular time. And I understand that you yourself are a graduate of Dell State. So as a graduate, what was it like to go to Delaware State and what kind of opportunities did that give you? Well, we, they just celebrate their 130 years anniversary. Uh, so, and, and I had the opportunity to be there and speak. It brought back so many memories because when I was there, there was only like 12 buildings <laughs> and I was a business major and our business building was called the T building. And one of the first buildings we got built there was the, uh, the, the Price uh, Business Building. That was one of the newest ones. And then our Student Union Center, which was the uh, Martin Luther King Center then, since that has been replaced. Um, however, the campus is fabulous now. It, you wouldn't even know what it was like before. And remember, Dell State was also a high school at one time before it became a college. So all these things were put in place for basically uh, African-American students when there was nowhere else that they were allowed to go or to attend. They were not attending the University of Delaware uh, during that particular time when I was in school until later on during the years. So the campus is fabulous. The students, it's a family setting. That's the main thing. Because for us, it was small enough that we all knew each other. And I think you need to have the the ability to learn your culture as well. And you got to, to learn the culture of the area. Uh, as well as the state of Delaware and other places and the people that made it possible. One of the buildings we named and fought to get named was uh, Megar Evers, a dormitory. When I was there as a student, there was only one male dormitory and two female dormitories. So you can imagine what that was like. But my class was the largest class that came in at that time. We were, our freshman class was over 400 and they had never seen that many students at one time. So, and we just celebrated our 50 year anniversary as well. So many great memories. I was a cheerleader. I was captain of the cheering squad. Uh, I just, to this day, still love sports and just hope that Delaware State can, we were the first matter of fact to go to the CIAA tournament uh, back then when we had, when it was CIAA tournaments, they no longer have, well, they do have them now, but it's not as great as it was because we played all the HBCUs. And the other thing here about Dell State and the importance of this Inspire uh, scholarship is the fact that Delaware State is the only HBCU here in the state of Delaware 
a lot of other states, well, for example, Pennsylvania has two that I know of, and that's Cheney and Lincoln University. So we should be very proud for the uh, success that um, President um, Harry Williams put forth and now uh, Dr. Tony Allen uh, in going forward and making this campus known. And you talked about the, the cultural experience of being on campus and how great that is for students, but what about after they graduate? What kind of doors can a college degree open for a student that may not have been able to afford it? Well, uh, for us, it was great because we had extremely well-educated teachers in high school. So, and because of them, we all wanted to become teachers. So the majority of us from my class, they came out, they were all teachers and lawyers uh, for the most part. Right now, I see from the kids I've taught and when I was at Christiana High School and one of my students attended Dell State, ended up uh, being a 4.0 student the entire time and won a full scholarship to Penn State University, where she now has her doctor degree going on. So the successes are there um, from uh, the kids that are coming out. I've had the opportunity to work with some of the um, uh, student teachers when I was uh, a teacher at Christiana High School that came there, which were were just excellent uh, young teachers. I just sat and I learned from them too, some of the, the newer uh, ways of teaching as well as uh, new equipment and things that were brought in because we were using typewriters back then. Not so much saying what my age is, however, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went from typewriters to computers and uh, I taught accounting. So there was uh, several two young ladies I had that came into um, Christiana that were from Dallas State that were really excellent. The students appreciated them and they were able to develop that rapport with them and the trust uh, within this, with the students, which is very important. I know that you spent many years in education and that you yourself have a scholarship that you oversee. So over the years, what kind of impact has that financial aid had on students? What kind of success stories have you heard from students receiving this money? How is that financial aid helping them go forward and have success in their lives? Well, the Burton Phelan Memorial Scholarship was named after uh, two very important people that lived in the neighborhood I grew up in and were also city council people. Um, William Dutch Burton was a council member for many, many years, and uh, he was also very instrumental in uh, allowing us to be able to eat at the counter at Woolworths some years ago. He, he sued the, um, the business and was able to open up that counter for blacks to be able to, we could shop there, but you couldn't eat at the counter. And Hattie Phelan, she was the first African-American female to, to, um, to serve on Wilmington City Council. So this is a, another way of trying to introduce our, our history and our culture to young people as they go forward to know who paved the way for you uh, in the beginning. So the Burton Phelan Memorial Scholarship was named after them. It is a scholarship for a matriculating college student. So it means they have to be a sophomore. They can't be a freshman to receive this. Sophomore, junior, and senior year, they receive $1,000 or more towards their tuition, uh, depending on how much money we're able to raise. And they must do, they must have a 2.50 cumulative average, and they must do community service each uh, semester that they're home. It sounds like the idea of community service has come up in a lot of these scholarships. So how do you think that the community service benefits the students and the community as well? 
Oh, I know a lot of philanthropists always look for um, community service. They look to see what students are doing to give back. Uh, some time ago, it was a young lady, I, I did not recall her name, but had gotten over a hundred scholarships based on all the community service she had done. And uh, she spoke at Howard High School, produced a book, matter of fact, which uh, also indicated the type of things, service that she did in order to um, be able to attend all those scholarships. And she was a C average student but they looked at what she had participated in and what she was able to give back. And that's very important because it's not just about the academics. It's also about that personal aspect that you um, may have in going forward. And that's what the people look for in their business or whatever profession you may choose. It's not just about what you're doing in the classroom. It's about what you're doing outside of the classrooms and the um, opportunities that you're accumulating. So with that, is there anything else that you would like to add about the Inspire Scholarship or about your role in this legislation? I, I, I'm just very privileged to have the opportunity to be a legislator here uh, in Delaware and having been in the House of Representatives for this period of time. And I've seen the advantages of being there in helping uh, not only Dell State University, but also uh, Dell Tech, which is I serve, which serves in my district as well, the district I represent as well, and the University of Delaware. These are our schools. These are our colleges and universities. And these are the things that we should be proud of in going forward. And we wanna encourage all young people to, to do whatever they feel they want to, whether it's it's um, a college degree or, or whether it's, it's not a college degree or, or marketing or something like that that you wanna be, or even starting your own entrepreneurship. But whatever profession you do, I always used to tell my students, whatever you're interested in, always take some education courses because while you're waiting to get into that particular area, whether it's law or medicine or whatever, you can teach it. And that's very, very important. Uh, I'm glad to see the state of Delaware has, is being a, uh, an example of what can happen and what we do here for young people of all ages and color and religions. But most of all, what has been done so far for many, many young brown and black people that have been neglected over the years. So inspire is just what it says. It inspires us to go forward, to do more, and to become good citizens for the state of Delaware in the United States. And now we're gonna hear from Dr. Mark Brainerd, who is the president of Delaware Technical Community College. So welcome, Dr. Brainerd. Thank you, how are you? I'm doing well. So I was good. hoping we could kick this conversation off by talking about your background and your role at um, Dell Tech. So could you explain your position there? Sure. As president, I'm the chief operating officer of the college. Uh, we are a statewide community college system with four main campuses, one in each county, as well as one in the urban center of Wilmington. The college, like uh, many community colleges, was, was uh, founded a little over 50 years ago, back in 67, 1967. The, uh, the legislation authorizing the creation of the college was passed. So the rationale was to create a community college system in Delaware that would address the workforce needs of local business and industry. Um, and it would be 
located in areas that would be a convenient drive where a commute to every Delaware citizen. So that's why the campuses are laid out the way they are and uh, conveniently located. And um, again, the rationale for community colleges at the time, uh, the, our country had a pretty extensive and vibrant network of research universities throughout the country, but uh, with the post-World War II uh, workforce needing uh, to create skilled workers in areas such as healthcare and uh, auto technology and things like that, uh, there was a whole menu of two-year degree and certifications that were re required for the economy. So that's how community colleges came to be. I know that you have been a very vocal supporter of our SEED Plus program. And earlier in this podcast, I explained our legislation that's expanding it. But in human terms, what does this SEED program mean for the students at your college? Well, I think to really appreciate the beginning of how SEED came to be, uh, it might be helpful to think about why the original sponsors were so committed to free college and why then Governor Ruth Ann Minner supported it. Um, Senator Harris McDowell, who was the champion of this legislation and worked for practically 10 years to get it passed and enacted, he had seen research at, at one point in his career uh, that showed that in this country, uh, up to 50% of uh, young people did not have a meaningful adult talk to them about going to college. And the theory was that many families, uh, if they thought they couldn't afford it, didn't have that conversation with their children. So Senator McDowell at the time was adamant about the fact that if the state of Delaware could create a scholarship program that laid out basic criteria uh, you can literally tell a fourth or fifth or sixth grade student how important it was for them to stay motivated, get good grades, stay out of trouble, because there would be an opportunity for free college at the end of that, that high school journey. And uh, when the original seed bill passed back in 2005, and it was signed by Governor Minner, uh, that was the criteria. If you graduated from Delaware High School, you got good grades, which meant you got a GPA of 2.5 or above, and you stayed out of trouble, you didn't have a criminal record. You could get a, uh, uh, an associate's degree from Delaware Tech or the University of Delaware for free. And it started out as a motivational tool, as well as a scholarship, just to make sure that young people knew that they could go to college and it would be free. And um, it became what, what's called a, um, you know, a second step opportunity because the law requires students who are interested in, in having a, a seed scholarship, they have to apply for all other available uh, financial aid first so that uh, they're applying for Pell, they're applying for federal financial aid first. So um, the state really did make out in motivating a you know, thousands of young people uh, to go to college. And um, not only did the students make out, but our, our employers in Delaware made out because we've got 13,000 at least uh, seed scholars out in the economy who have been served since 2005 uh, through this program. 
You just mentioned a little bit about our workforce benefiting from this program. And as we know, this new legislation would open up the SEED program, not just to recent high school graduates, but to almost anyone who wants to pursue a degree and take that next step in their life. So I know you've been involved in a lot of workforce task force. We know after COVID, we're going to have some gaps in our economy. We certainly saw a nursing shortage, maybe even teaching. How does this program come in to help those industries or sectors that have been affected by COVID? Well, as I uh, have stated uh, in both of the hearings that have uh, taken place thus far, I think Representative Longhurst and Senator Poor have proposed an idea that is probably the most impactful post-COVID solution to workforce issues of, of the future. Because while the SEED scholarship was really one of the first of its kind in the country when it was originally enacted, by removing a lot of those restrictions, coming, you know, coming to college right out of high school, uh, having a limitation of three uh, years, applying this scholarship opportunity to certifications, not just academic associate degree programs, but certifications, that's going to open up opportunities to countless Delawareans who are interested in getting, let's say, a short-term credential in HVAC technician or welding or a whole host of allied health programs like CNA, uh, phlebotomy technician. There's there's countless other certification programs that can connect Delawareans with jobs in a matter of weeks or months, rather than waiting for two or three years for them to complete an associate's degree program. So, this this expanded seed plus could have a significant impact almost immediately, uh, not just for Delawareans, but um, for employers out there looking for highly qualified workforce. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. I know even before COVID, we had a shortage in our workforce of uh, skilled trade workers. I know. Correct. So switching gears a little bit, I know that you were working in state government um, in the minor administration and also in our legislature when the seed program was starting to come about. So what is it like to see that progression of being on the other side now that's seeing the actual students go through with these programs versus adopting it in the first place? Right. Well, I think to give you a real short answer, I think that's why people like you and me get involved in government. You know, you, you get involved because you want to be part of uh, making things better for the state, or you want to get involved because you want to see a program that will positively impact the community that you're able to work on and support and, and uh, help legislators get enacted. So it's very gratifying to be able to see that, you know, over 10 years later, there are thousands of Delawareans who are benefiting from a program that you were able to help, you know, either your legislator or the governor's support. And, and it was one of her legislative priorities in the first year of her second term. So that, that was very, very exciting for us to be able to get that uh, legislation through and support Senator McDowell's idea of a free community college. But what's also validating is to look at the data. Uh, we know that seed scholars tend to complete and graduate quicker than non-seed students in their same cohort. So we think that families that are struggling to pay for college, they see the seed scholarship as an opportunity 
not just to get an associate's degree, but once you leave Delaware Tech and graduate, you can go to a four-year institution as a junior and you know, can continue your education and get a bachelor's degree after that. So it's it's a real game changer. And I think the C plus legislation is just going to blow the doors open for so many other Delawareans who are looking for additional opportunities, especially in this post-COVID environment. You might have seen research coming out of the Pew Institute that um, a significant percentage of, of people in the current economy are, are considering going into a new field or exploring a new career. So th this legislation is perfectly timed uh, to meet those needs as well. Yes, and we've been talking about the statistics and how there's tens of thousands of Delawareans that have benefited from this program. But my question for you is, is there a particular success story that you could share with us of, of a student that took advantage of this funding and use it to turn their life around or create a really big impact on their community? We, we had a, uh, a 10th anniversary uh, seed event a couple of years ago when we invited some graduates back. Uh, then Governor Markell and Governor Minner came back, Senator McDowell was there, and we introduced a number of seed scholars who had graduated from Delaware Tech and gone out into the economy. We had them come back and tell their story. Um, and every single one of them, one was a nurse, uh, you know, who had a number of uh, siblings in, in their family, and her parents very clearly saw an opportunity for her to get into a, a great career by coming to Delaware Tech and utilizing SEED and she graduated and, and had a tremendous career in one of our major hospitals. Um, we had a young man graduate from Dover High School, came to the uh, Dover campus here, the Terry campus, completed his business degree, uh, transferred seamlessly to a four-year institution and, and the day he attended our seed celebration event. He had just been promoted to a manager level position at a local bank. Uh, he, he had purchased his house. Uh, he and his wife just had their first child and uh, it was all debt free. You, you know, I, I think a lot of times people focus on the scholarship aspect of it and sometimes don't focus on the long-term benefits of leaving higher education debt free. Uh, 60 to 65, sometimes 70% of our graduating students uh, leave here with zero debt. And a significant reason for that is not only seed um, scholarships, but also other types of scholarships that we're able to offer here. So, you know, when you, when you leave your higher ed experience debt-free, uh, you're able to explore purchasing a new home, you know, just gives you a jump start on life that uh, you typically would not be able to experience. So the stories are out there. They're countless stories. They're our neighbors, right? 97% of Delaware Tech students are Delawareans. So uh, the seed scholarship is a reinvestment in Delaware. Yeah, it's a really good point. It's a double benefit because not only are they getting the scholarship and they're getting to experience college where they might not have, but they also are leaving with no debt, which enables them to go on and have these great opportunities in the future. That's right. Anything great. else that I missed that you wanted to add? No, we're, we are very, very anxious and excited and hopeful that uh, this legislation proposed by Representative Longhurst and Senator Poor will, 
we'll pass this session. I, there's a month left, I guess, a, a few more weeks left in the legislative session. And we're very anxious and hopeful and optimistic that this will be uh, one of the major pieces of legislation that will come out. As I said, it's, it's probably going to be one of, if not the, the most impactful bill to come out of this session. So we're excited about it. Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. You can find us on Facebook at DE House Dems, on Instagram, DE House Dems, and on Twitter, also DE House Dems. Make sure you're subscribed to Whip Count so you can keep up to date with the latest happenings at Legislative Hall.